Hello and welcome to Briffa Soundbites. Join us as we explore the wonderful world of intellectual property and how all businesses, regardless of sector and size, have IP to be unlocked and used to expand and grow the business. Hello, I'm Eamon Chalk and in today's episode I'll be talking to Leah Morgan. Leah owns a boutique creative agency in Ireland specialising in web design, content creation, social media and consulting. She specialises in helping small businesses to thrive online. Leah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Delighted to be here. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, So for people who might know a lot about what you do and and, and the kind of work that you do, can you tell us a little bit about how you got onto web design and content creation and using social media for businesses and all the super interesting things that you do? And I suppose as well, how did you end up starting your own business, which which is cool? Yeah, um, I suppose it's been a long journey. Um, I I suppose I first started kind of working in kind of creating content and things like that back in university. Um, So I was, I did a course in UL, um, oh God, it was like eight years ago now, um, called Music Media and Performance Technology. So we did a bit of everything. We did a bit of programming, web design. Um, We also did, I was kind of really into video production. Um, we had modules in that. Um, so this was at the time I was even through college creating like video content for um, businesses, like local businesses and things like that. And when yeah. I left college, I kind of continued doing that on the side alongside kind of more traditional nine to five jobs. Um, so I then was, I kind of went full-time freelancing maybe about six years ago um, doing just the video production um side of things so creating video content again for like local businesses didn't really know what I was doing at the time (laughs) I was just kind of winging it but um but you know I kind of I've always wanted I suppose to be my own boss and even I have been in like agency jobs um you know where we've worked with like big brands um creating like podcasts video content brand partnerships things like that but always in the back of my head I've just been like I want to work for myself I don't know ever since I was young I've just always wanted to um so I suppose it I kind of took the leap this leap the the one I'm in now um I had moved back from Dublin to Limerick and I had kind of gotten myself into a bit of a very corporate environment and was wasn't very creative and I was like oh god I just need to get out of here um so I just kind of just took a chance and was like, I'm just going to set up my own thing and just go for it. So that is where my Leah Morgan Creative Agency was born. So, um, yeah, so I basically, we specialize in web design, content creation and social media and mainly kind of work with smaller businesses. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so seven months now we are in business. Yeah, and I mean, it's a great, it's a great advert for listening to yourself like listening Mm. to what you're good at because obviously you were doing all this creative stuff on the side and if you're doing it for pleasure as well as what you have to do during the course of your college work that's a good indication that that's what you really want to do yeah Um, and I think lots of people who start their own businesses will really you know that piece about not really knowing what you're doing kind of feeling the fear doing it anyway you you know you kind of have to get on with it when you when you've decided that you're going to start your own business so I think Mm -hmm. that's great and I think working with small businesses even that understanding of the necessity to do things even when you don't quite know what you're doing but you have to figure it out and you have to follow your 
yeah and I think I think it is one of those things if you kind of want to work for yourself it's never really going to go away like I literally I remember even back in school like I just never got the concept (laughs) of having a boss I just didn't I just remember not really that just never appealed to me even then I was like why would I want to go in somewhere and be told what to do (laughs) I just never got it um and don't get me wrong like I loved jobs I was in and like I was in a really um lovely agency up in Dublin um and it was really creative the job but at the same time I just hated like things like having to do quarterly reviews and oh you know just kind of the the corporate side of the creative the creativity um so yeah, so kind of working for myself, I suppose I get to kind of make my own rules and um, yeah. kind of run things the way I want to run them. Um, you know, I don't think that, you know, starting a business, you need to follow certain like corporate well procedures or anything pack. like that. Yeah. yeah, like you can, I'm really like, I have a really personal approach to like all of my clients, you know, we'd be having the chats and there's no... Um, you know, there's formality. no like formality, like yeah, it's such, yeah. you know, I, I obviously have structures in place, but like, you know, it's not, I don't kind of follow hard and fast rules of this is how it needs to be done. I need to go in and pitch like 40, yeah. you know, a 40 slide presentation or anything like that. Like I don't do any of that. So, um, yeah. So I just think it is one of those things. If you, if you kind of have that feeling that you need to work for yourself, I think a lot of the time that will never go away <laughs> until you kind of do you, it. So, yeah, yeah, you're ultimately just going to have to follow it. Yeah. And you probably find as well, you, you know, if you're focusing on working with small businesses, you probably find that that's music to their ears because, mm. you know, you're a small business and that's why you like to operate in that way. We find working with small businesses as well that they really want you to cut through the BS. Like they mm. really want to, you know, what's the actual answer? How do we simplify this? How do we make it as inexpensive as possible, as transparent as possible in terms of the structure and the fixed fees and how you know how do you make it as mm-hmm. easy as possible to work with I mean does that is that your experience as well yeah definitely and I think um like even feedback I suppose from a lot of clients I've worked with like the reason I suppose they go with me is because I am quite like upfront. I don't fluff things you know I'll yeah I'm not afraid to kind of tell them you know exactly like what they need to improve on and I won't like try and plumoss them and sell them 100 things that they don't need um yeah. and like that you know they kind of I suppose respect my advice and my um my knowledge as well and you know I do like working as well I suppose as well with smaller businesses that are open to learning too because mm. you know some it's it's good to have a bit of a collaboration and I like getting you know for working on a project I also like getting feedback from them and kind of making it a collaborative experience rather than yeah. just me telling them preaching to them like this is what they need to do because I think if I'm just coming in on a one-off project and they're not learning anything it's not really going to be any use for them Joe going forward in the future so yeah yeah you know I think it's all about yeah so it's all about just kind of sharing knowledge as well yeah absolutely and we do you have any preferences I suppose in terms of like particular industry like is there a particular area you know types of businesses that you prefer working with or have you favorites in terms of branding work or content or social work you've done social media Um, work you've done before so I all my clients really vary um I don't have any like set like niche you could say um you know I have I have like kind of like longer term clients who are everything from I like a sustainable kind of lifestyle store I have um a social impact company which is a lot more corporate that work with a lot of corporates um 
I have like restaurants, hair salons, um, and even like vintage shops and things like that. So it really just varies. Like the main, I suppose, um, common denominator is they're all very small. Like they would only have maybe like a team of like, I think the largest team might be like five or six. Mm. Um, you know, they're not like large, big um, corporations. And that's what I prefer because I just, I like having that personal approach and not having to like jump through I suppose 20 people to actually get things signed off and you yeah. know I just like actually just talking to the the heads of the company and just having zoom calls and it's very you know it's it's a nicer I to me it's a bit more fulfilling and um, that way um and then in terms of I suppose just the type of work I do for clients um really varies so like that I have kind of like longer term clients who I'd worked with um doing social media and content creation kind of Mm. regularly and continuously um then I'd have a lot of kind of one-off projects like websites web development um things like kind of more consultancy work like brand appraisals and stuff like that Mm. as well um so yeah so it's kind of a mixed bag really (laughs) there's a bit of everyone inside there but I like I like kind of having a bit of variety yeah, I suppose it keeps your job interesting and all mm. those creative skills that you talked about kind of developing during your time at university, both inside your kind of college course and on the side, mm. you obviously get to put all those things to use because you're still kind of doing recording, you're doing brand design, you're doing all the yeah. advisory work and everything else. And in terms of your process then, I mean, obviously, you, you know, it, it's clear that you work with a broad range of clients. Is there any, is there any kind of fixed, you know, if you were working with somebody in, say, the, the lifestyle industry, for example, are there particular considerations that you, that would be relevant that maybe wouldn't be relevant in um, a hair salon, for example? Or are there, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to get you to give away free yeah. advice or anything, but, you know, um, what's the, what's the process? There wouldn't be, like, much different ideas in the, the way I'd approach it, but, like, the cut, like, obviously every every industry is different so like your, yeah. the audiences are all going to be different um so like say for like a lifestyle store like their audience is much different to the corporate um kind of social impact company i work with so like yes you know so it's, it, it'd be like working on different platforms like it's not one size fits all so say mm. like for the lifestyle store i work with like they're predominantly on instagram that's like their main audience and they have like a really strong newsletter following mm. um but then for like the corporate company the the social impact company i work with they're predominantly on linkedin and right. like webinars and that their audience are like corporate companies so it's really just i suppose not just doing the same approach with every client it's yeah. a very like tailored approach and figuring out where their audiences are like a lot of people are like oh you need to be on Instagram but like not everyone needs to be on Instagram like some people need to be on LinkedIn or some people need to start a podcast or they need to do a webinar or they just need a really good website and you know like it's very different for each individual um you know you don't need not everyone needs a million followers on Instagram or Facebook or even though Facebook is kind of dying now but you know not everyone needs to be everywhere you kind of just need to find your your tribe I suppose and then create I'm all about I suppose creating like really good content that is like valuable then to your audience so like Mm. you're not just putting up like on your Instagram account you're not just filling it with random quotes and random pictures that Joe just are kind of aesthetically pleasing like there has to be kind of like a purpose behind everything you do and a reason for it so I suppose that's um one thing I'm very passionate about just across the board with everyone it's like we're not just creating content just for the sake of it it's always purposeful and um yeah 
Yeah, it, I mean, just <laughs> listening to you describe it, it's clear that there, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into, yeah. you know, as you say, it's not just kind of chucking content out there and mm. trying to generate any sort of engagement. There's a lot of there's a lot of thought and a lot of purpose that goes into it. Yeah. Um, and I suppose do you find because obviously, you know, over the last kind of year and a half to two years, there will have been a huge shift towards people using the online domain generally to promote their business. Mm-hmm. Do you find, as a consequence of all of that? That it's an easier sell now because obviously you know if, you, if you're going to a business you know any any person selling a service or company selling a service going to a business you have to make a business case for what you're doing just so you know do you find that people are, are coming to the table now more bought into the idea that social media advertising is really really valuable having a good website is really important it's the gateway to our business do, yeah. you know, do people get that are they bought in now or yeah I think so um because as I mentioned I suppose a few years back when I was a young one I was doing the kind of the video content side of things which I don't really do much of now but back then I remember it was so I was almost having to constantly like justify what I was doing and it was like really kind of disheartening because I was young and I was just constantly having to like oh this is why you need video content and you know yeah. um but I suppose now I suppose I went full time with this company back in November and I genuinely haven't had to, I've had people approaching me. It's been totally the opposite. Um, And I don't know, is that because now I've more experience and I'm not really sure, but I think it is, I suppose it coincided with COVID as well, where Mm. everyone now needs a website. Like it was very evident, like you, you, if you didn't have a website, you couldn't make a living really to sell yeah. products or whatever so um yeah there's definitely a lot more of an understanding I think people see as well like you don't now need to have like you know ads in the newspaper it's like it's actually better to use that money towards maybe like advertising on Instagram or hiring someone like me that can come in and actually yeah. create proper content for you you know purposeful content um and yeah they're like there obviously are still some people that don't really get it they're like oh you're only putting something up on social media like there'll always be people like that but I definitely think people do understand though like e-commerce I think people now have an understanding like okay yeah we need to be trading online and I think but I, I think that's even more just so from COVID and just seeing how their businesses have been shut down and that they actually needed it to survive um you know so I think I think that's a big shift since then yeah yeah absolutely and I mean it's on the we, we won't we won't uh beat COVID to death too much but it's <laughs> it's interesting um you know listening to you talk about how initially you kind of almost rejected the nine-to-five way of working and that was very much the way that you um and that was what kind of very much the reason that you wanted to be your own boss and have your own business. And what we've seen now as a result of COVID, however many years later, is that lots of people are kind of going through the same process of saying, actually, you know, we don't ha- all have to be in this physical space 40 hours a week in order to trade. We've got 18 months of evidence showing that that's mm-hmm. the case. Do you find now that when people are speaking to you about how they're running their businesses, that, that that's a factor in the way that they advertise and the way that they market is, 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 the, is the more kind of freelance flexible approach affecting the way you advise businesses in any way or um yeah I think um I suppose I wouldn't really be advising companies on like what to do with their staff or anything like that but just I suppose the general thing I have seen um has been yeah like flexible workplaces I don't think anyone is ever going to go in five days a week to an office anymore I think 
even just have the option of going in somewhere, you know, they can maybe pick and choose two, three days a week, I think would be the kind of approach people will take. Um, And even possibly, you know, utilizing office space more so as like a place to go in and collaborate and, you know, have more so like in-person meetings or um, brainstorming activities, things like that. Um, I don't think people would be kind of just going in to sit at a desk and that's it. Um, Because I just think people are like, well, I got all my work done at home. Why would I be commuting in or, you know what I mean? I just don't don't think, I think people now are like, well, there's more to life than doing that. Um, And I suppose as well, I, uh, on the other side of my business, I have started kind of the last few months um, kind of coaching freelancers as well and people that want to start working um, as freelancers. So one thing I suppose I have found was that a lot of people are in nine to fives and they might have been doing, you know, a bit of content creation on the side or a bit of web design. And now because of COVID, they're like, okay, I need to get out of my nine to five. I want to do this full time, heck help. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of that happening as well, where people are like, oh, I can just work for myself. Because um, I think before it used to just not be, you know, it was almost like, oh, but why would you leave your nine to five to freelance or start yeah. your own thing? And it would be a lot of opinions, like, you know, parents maybe not understanding, like, oh, but you have a secure job. <laughs> you know, have a good pensionable leave? job. Yeah, yeah, why would you leave? <laughs> but now I think people are realizing, oh, well, all I need is a laptop and I can go anywhere in the world. Obviously, we've been kind of, <laughs> we haven't gotten to do that. But, but you know, eventually you can kind of work wherever. You can yeah. set your own hours. You can, you know, you have a lot more flexibility. Um, and people are realizing like freelancing or whatever you want to call it, working for yourself, being your own boss. Like it is very viable and you can earn more than in your nine to five, especially people coming out of college. Um, you know, when you come out of college into a job, you're in a set I suppose income bracket like they're not going to be earning overly much money so but like if you come out of a job or if you come out of college and start freelancing you can earn as much as you as hard as you can work as much as you want like you know you're setting like the like the rates are slightly higher when you freelance because Mm -hmm. it's a specialized kind of skill that you're doing but like the earning potential is huge and like you can kind of do so many things and you're not really set to just doing certain projects you can keep adding to your skill set and um so yeah so I think that would be I went off on a tangent now but I think that will be um you no, know a big trend as people are kind of just taking the leap a bit more and yeah no that was the reason I wanted to ask you about it because I knew that as part of your kind of general advisory work around brands and content creation that you were doing the the kind of coaching and mentoring as well and I think mm. a huge I think I think for people who for people who are listening who are kind of small business owners themselves, that's very much the headspace that they're in now, which is the desire for flexibility, the desire not to fall into the trap of kind of nine to five, being in control. And I think, you know, hearing from someone who has firsthand experience of that is important, but also hearing from someone who's actually offering help and advice around Mm. how to make it happen is... um, is important um so i mean we've talked a bit about you know changes that we've seen and changes that you've seen over the course of your over the course of your kind of education and and career and business casting your mind to the future then what changes do you anticipate in the future around um how people work and how businesses use the online space to trade how people think about their brands and content creation or rather Mm -hmm. what what kind of changes would you like to see what improvements do you think would would be good for businesses or brands yeah i think um i suppose 
I think now we're at a stage where everyone does need like to invest in a website like I think that is like key um you can be on social media obviously and like I see so many small businesses just running their businesses off social media which is fine but also what would you do if Instagram decided to shut up shop tomorrow which is such a possibility like no one holds Mm. the key to Instagram or Facebook or whatever so I think you you really have to kind of invest in a website, um, whether that's you know, make making one yourself or hiring a web developer. But like, there's so many grants out there that you can avail of. I know in Ireland there's there's lots of um, there's grants from the local enterprise office. I'm sure in the UK as well there's grants mm. people can avail of. Um, but that's something that's really important, um, as well as that then investing in kind of like online or offline activities that aren't even just social media. So like other forms of content like your newsletter, maybe mm. starting a podcast starting a really good blog on your website because that's kind of creating audiences off these platforms which I know I'm working on those platforms but it's it's, it's a safety to, net yeah it's a safety net because if you're building like especially a newsletter is great um you know and it might start off small but even if it's like 100 people on your newsletter but those people are actually actively going onto your website and signing up for your newsletter so they want to hear from you hmm. if it all went I don't know just blew up tomorrow Instagram and all of that jazz at least you still have access to customers um Mm. you know and you're not just solely relying on that those followers there um I think as well what I would love to see um kind of just I suppose for the general creative industry is um I think there's like a lot of I know we were kind of talking about earlier though do people kind of realize the importance of uh creative services now and content things like that and while I do kind of think you know other businesses do realize the importance a lot of them I still feel don't value it like Mm. I think they know that they need it and they're like oh yeah I need a website or oh yeah I need someone to do my social media but they're like oh I have a hundred euro to do that or I have a (laughs) hundred pounds and I feel like for creatives because I just even just judging by the people that I, I kind of coach and chat to a lot of creatives feel very um I suppose they really undervalue their work because mm. of this kind of disconnect because I think a lot of businesses see kind of creative the creative services as like oh it's a nice thing to have you know that's it and then a lot of them will even you know ask for free work and things like that which you would never do with like any under, other industry yeah. and a lot of and a lot of creatives do they'll go off and do that free work for like exposure or anything and I'm very strongly about you need to get paid <laughs> for what you're doing and you know have yeah. the confidence to like price correctly and set your rates and kind of stick to them and like if someone can't afford to pay that they, I'm sure they'll be able to find someone else that you know might fit their budget but I think I'd, I would love just to see, um, I suppose, the creative industries kind of just get a bit more, um, I suppose, valued in kind of more corporate, the more corporate world, um, you know, yeah. and just kind of meet in the middle. Because like that, I think if someone came to you, Eamon, like I don't think anyone would be like, oh, will you do that for free for me? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so common. Like, it's in like, oh, will you just make me a logo? Oh, will you just, um, just tweak my website there? It's like, people don't realize like this might take like a week or you know it's like there's some kind of a disconnect there um I think that that um I'd love to just bridge that gap (laughs) yeah no I couldn't agree more because like you know we we, obviously we do intellectual property law and we Mm. similarly work with lots of small businesses and creative industries and I think the key thing you said there was people know they need it but don't almost kind of know why they need it or, or value it yeah and we see it all the time with things like trademarks, for example. Everybody mm. knows that they kind of need a trademark and they vaguely heard that, you know, you should probably get someone to advise yeah. you on it and go and get a registration certificate. 
but people don't necessarily follow through the thought process and think, oh God, what would I have to do if I got a legal letter and somebody told me to change the name of my business or to close my website down? That would be devastating, you know, mm. if my whole income is coming from this e-commerce website. So, you know, very often I think the key is kind of educating people about why trademarks are important, why copyright is important, why having a freelancer agreement with your freelancer who's doing all your content uh, development is is important and I think with your work you're it's absolutely right it's about educating people why what you do is so important to the business your website is literally like your 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 store your shop front losing your website is the equivalent of your bricks and mortar store just falling over into the street like, yeah. what would you do if you didn't have that space anymore 100% so, and I think people yeah. see like okay oh your website might cost whatever let's just say pluck out of there five thousand pounds right but they don't realize like okay you're going to earn like that is your income coming in then like yeah yeah yeah. and like it might be you know an investment up front obviously but like that is your it's allowing you to trade and it's allowing you you know to add whatever you want you can start your newsletter off there you can start a podcast and host like there's so many options with um with websites and things like that and same like social media it's creating your brand awareness and yeah I yeah I just kind of I I suppose I try to kind of educate um freelancers as well as like kind of the content I create and just even just business owners and kind of give them tips on how to work with freelancers and um just trying to educate everyone (laughs) to make it as easy as possible yeah no I mean I think I think you've given really kind of I think you've given a couple of really good tips there for what for what um people starting out in business now should be kind of thinking about and definitely you know valuing your website valuing your social media valuing your your online content is a good uh, is a good example and as you said it's yes it's an upfront investment but it's the modern day equivalent of you know inv- investing in quote unquote investing in paying rent to have a bricks and mortar store or investing in staff paying yeah. your insurance paying your like all of these things are things that you kind of have to pay mm-hmm. um but yeah as you said it's about appreciating the value so yeah great advice and obviously as a freelancer yourself i i'm i'm a big fan of the shout out to you know value your work make sure you get paid <laughs> And for any of those people that you're talking about who might be thinking about uh, becoming freelancers and making that their sole thing, if this is going to be how you pay your rent or how you pay your mortgage, it's important that you kind of value your work and, and get paid yeah, for the start. So exactly. That's, that's 100%. Good advice as well. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that was all really interesting. Now, as you know, because I told you before you, before you came <laughs> on, we, we like to wrap up these sessions by doing a few um, kind of slightly off-topic questions just mm-hmm. to give people a chance to get to know you and to keep it a bit interesting. So the first kind of slightly rapid-fire question is, what are you, what are you uh, most proud of? Um, I was trying to think of this. <laughs> and um, I suppose I have a lot of like proud moments. Um, but I think I suppose the most recent is I think I'm very proud of that I... I suppose took a risk. I was in a very, as I said, kind of corporate job when I left and it was very like great pay, a fairly easy life. There wasn't much work involved. Um, It was very cushy number, you could say. And I just packed it in and I was like, no, I'm just going to go set my own thing up. And I just kind of threw caution to the wind a bit. And but I'm really proud I did that because it would have been so easy for me to have stayed put and have been miserable (laughs) and just been a bit just feeling like something was missing. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I'm proud. I I suppose just took the 
the jump and just did it and it has paid off so yeah, far anyway so yeah <laughs> dead right um and, and this this is so the second kind of slightly rapid fire question actually leads on well from that which is if you didn't if you didn't do what you currently do or if you didn't work in your current job or business what what else would you do or what else would you be and why mm-hmm. um so I always, yeah, I, I feel like I would have worked maybe in something to do with like mental health. So I'm, I suppose I'm really right. passionate about, um, even through the, the coaching work I do, like I'm really passionate in like, just like looking after people's mental health. I read up, like that's all I read, like in my spare time, I love like reading about the brain, reading about like how we react to things, um, you know, and trying to kind of protect your mental health and things like that. Um, so I feel like I probably work in like, psychology or like counseling which I suppose coaching is kind of a form of that but like you know um yeah I'm just fascinated by it I just love understanding like how we think and why we do things and um yeah I think yeah, that's that's a, that is that's what I would do. Great, yeah, and yeah. it's you, 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 I can see that you have an aptitude for that because, firstly, you need to have an awareness of your own mm. mental health and your own psychology if you're going to be able to manage, you know, run a business. It's all on yeah. your shoulders. But also, yeah, absolutely, if you're going to coach people and if you're going to mentor people and try to advise them and counsel them, you have to have that objectivity. You have to be able to identify behaviors and makes mm. it obviously coaching is about making people reach those conclusions on their own you can't yeah. tell people what to oh, do oh yeah 100 percent. like i just see people. yeah like i see so many people like i suppose when i was starting out years ago like like i said i was so kind of like lost i don't know what i was doing and it can get so like disheartening when you're you know working by yourself and you're young and you don't really know like and then you have people pushing back on prices and you're like oh god maybe i'm charging too much and and it's very it's very easy to kind of get bogged down by it and i see Mm. i suppose a lot of young girls and guys come to me now who are starting off and they have the exact same worries and you know it's just that kind of imposter syndrome of it and yeah it can kind of really be heightened when you're not getting maybe finding clients or you're stuck in a nine-to-five you hate and you're trying to get out and you just feel a bit oh you just feel really stuck so I suppose I'm trying to I suppose instill a kind of a bit of confidence in them as well and kind of give them the tools that they can just you know it's like it is doable it's just they they haven't really heard that that it is and yeah. they they haven't um i suppose it's just the self-doubt kind of creeps in yeah um, find the courage yeah. to do it yeah that's good yeah good answer and then my last kind of slightly off feast rapid fire question is who do you admire and why okay so i had three people <laughs> That's okay. Well, you could you can give me all three of them. <laughs> okay. Um. So the first is such a cliche, but I love Oprah. I love her. <laughs> like I love her. Um. Again, I love her in that I just read everything she does, and I love how she connects with people. So that's what I really like about her. She can kind of have a conversation with anyone. Yeah. Um. She Joe can just bring people out of their shells. Like I just love it. Yeah. So that's number one. Um, my second is my father. So my dad is, um, he's a hairdresser and he is a businessman. He has his own um, hair salon in Limerick and he's kind of the person I suppose I always go to for like business advice. Um, He's very like, he'll kind of tell me like it is. He'll give good, honest advice and yeah, he'll usually, but he'll always have my best interest in heart. So sometimes I'll be like, I'm just going to do this. And he'll be like, let's just take a step back. (laughs) He'll kind of bring me back in. Yeah, (laughs) so he'll bring me back in, but I always value his advice. Um, and then the third is, um, 
an old boss I had, her name is Cara Doyle. So she would have been my boss when I worked in an agency in Dublin. Um, and she was just like such a mentor to me, like she still is. And she was just, I suppose she really, I found from working with her for like a few years, she really helped like build my confidence and like ask for like what I wanted, like even in terms of like money. Like I remember I'd be, it was so awkward talking about money and things like that when I first joined because I was kind of just after freelancing and had that whole kind of area of my life and she was just like you know ask for what you want she was very like you know don't ever she just make me kind of I suppose speak up and um I felt like that now has I've really taken all of that into this business um so yeah so so she is also someone I would really admire she just kind of takes no um, no BS, you could no say. No BS. <laughs> no BS. And, uh, We're very American yeah. today, aren't we? Lee? <laughs> no BS. And she just kind of says it like it is. But she, Joe, she, she'd be very to the point as well. That's which I good. Like. Yeah, that's that's important advice as well mm. to get. It kind of gives you it gives you courage in a general sense, but it yeah. also helps you have a bit of direction about. Yeah, if you're going to achieve something, you have to kind of go for it. And sometimes that means articulating something that you might not necessarily feel comfortable. Exactly. Doing. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, big shout out to um, to Cara and your dad, and of course Oprah, the one and only <laughs> <Hey>, Oprah. <laughs> okay, well that's everything from me, um, Leah. So yeah, thanks, thanks very much for joining. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Our guest today was Leah Morgan. Thank you for listening to Briffa Soundbites. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. And you can get in touch with us by visiting briffa.com. 